Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Ready, Rage Radio has begun. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Going to down to Rage Redhead Cam Stewart. So Monday, Monday Night Football this evening, Kirk Cousins uh, looks to uh, change his reputation of a big game choker this evening in a spot that's not easy to win big games, in a spot where Russell Wilson doesn't lose a lot of big games. In the Pacific Northwest, the Raging Redheads, Seattle Seahawks. What's up, Kev? What's happening, Marenzi? You know, I... It's going to be a tough game tonight, though. Uh, Minnesota coming off that loss to New England. They understand they're desperate. They can't afford another loss. I got a weird, weird feeling this one, uh, Minnesota shows up in this game, and it's really tight, very tight. I think I'm, I think Minnesota could actually win the game. So as a Seattle fan, I'm going to tease Seattle to the over and, ho- and hope uh, they can fly. I, I just have a feeling the Minnesota's best effort is tonight. They're going to come out guns a-blazing. Yeah, it's pretty strange because um, everybody talks about Kirk Cousins all the time, including myself, and you know, people in the in the in the industry talk about Kirk Cousins and his struggles in big games. Yet here we see this evening, the betting market is on the Minnesota Vikings. The number came down from three and a half to three, which um, is surprising considering it's in Seattle. Yet we all know this is a case where I don't know. Are we overthinking it? By thinking of Minnesota, I'm, I'm in the teaser vein here uh, tonight as well. I'm not ready to take just three with the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Um, as far as the total is concerned, man, I never win when I bet on unders. And I always say this, but it feels like it's a lower scoring game tonight. Yeah, well, look at look at the game last night with the, with the Bears too, right? No, I, don't, I know my buddy, he smashed uh, uh, the teaser with the Bears to the over. And that's why you got to worry about these teasers. Why don't you just pick the Bears and... Uh, in, in the well, that's game, frustrating you if you like the them. Bears. Yeah, yeah if you exactly. like the Bears and you lose because of the teaser, that's frustrating. Because the Rams can't score, right? So you're 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 thinking, who the hell would have thought? That well, the neither Rams could the Bears. The Bears only yeah, scored yeah. 15. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Good point. Trubisky Trubisky looked off last night. Goff was horrible. I know they're all talking. Ah, California kid, cold weather, whatever. I just think I just think the last two weeks for Goff, he's really looked bad. I don't know what's I don't know what's happened. Maybe the loss of Cooper Cup is, is a security blanket. Uh, I don't think you, that's helped. No, it hasn't helped. Gabe. And, uh, Chicago's a tough place to play. The the monsters of the midway are back. It that is. De- that defense is absolutely, absolutely filled with killers. And I'll tell you something, watch out for the Bears. Because right in the regular season, it's all offense. But come playoff time, I don't want to bet against that defense. No, and come playoff time as well, it's going to be even worse and even colder. Colder, colder meaner, yes. Nastiness, no One, sleet. Bears one thing, D. one thing I will say though, I don't think we can overreact. Yeah, and Jared Goff That's didn't why, have yeah. a great game yeah. uh, yesterday, but we can go down the list of Super Bowl contenders that lost the football game. Uh, New England Patriots. You know that—that's the thing about this year, Cam. 
coming into the playoffs with the playoffs around the corner is that everybody has a weakness. Like, nobody's invincible. You're right. You're as good as right. everybody is, no one's invincible. You look at the New England Patriots. Nah, the Patriots aren't great. They're not great on the road. And now suddenly they're going to have to go on the road. This isn't the same dominant Patriot team that's locked up home field advantage or anything like that. They're and, older. You know, yeah, so they, they might have one home playoff game for winning their division, but you know they, they might not have home field when it's all uh, said and done. And, you know, they, they, as you stated, they're just not the same team. Gronkowski, nobody's scared of Gronkowski now. We saw Kenyon Drake run right past them uh, yesterday. Yeah. So the Patriots, you know, they lost, but it's not the end of the world uh, for them. Look, the Kansas City Chiefs won that football game yesterday. Barely. But barely. Baltimore could have beaten them. They, I agree. Know, Kansas City are vulnerable. Once it gets to the playoffs, anything can happen. You notice the Chiefs aren't dummying people anymore. The Rams aren't dummying people anymore. The Saints aren't dummying people anymore. Like those teams that were just like killing teams and like, ah, oh, we're so much better than you. You know what? Tape is watched, Cam. And and other teams figure it out. All right, this is what they're doing. This is what they did last time. This is what they did last week. And teams are starting to figure out, uh, you know, these teams' playbooks a little bit. Kansas City were freaking lucky to win that game. It's only because Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball. You're right. Late. New, New Orleans won by 14 yesterday. That that's, that game was, was way closer. Oh, don't even look at the box score there, buddy. I'll tell you something because I remember I took – I decided to take Tampa Bay with the points. I think you actually talked to me about it. Uh, at the end of the week before he went to the Raptor game. And I, I was getting uh, 10 and a half, 11 on my book. And that, that was bullshit because I'll tell you something. They're up 14 to three in that game. They gave, they dominated that game. If not for the special teams, their kicker was horrible. He should be cut. And, and there was a block punt in that game. It totally changed the tide, but that's what good teams do. The saints capitalized on it. They didn't just sit around and go, okay, like you knew Gabe, that was a bad spot for them. They were sleepwalking. They didn't give a shit about Tampa Bay. But they still cover. They went by 14. They woke up uh, in the second half of that football game. No, they did. Uh, yesterday, uh, Deshaun Watson struggled. The, the Houston Texans yeah. won nine in a row. I mean, you know, my point is we can't really write any of these teams off. True. Uh, the Chargers were 17-point favorites. They won by five. I know. Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> flaky ways continue. Um, you know, L.A. Rams, uh, flat. You know, it's almost right now, though, if you're these teams, it's okay but you want to get these efforts out of the way now. You know what I mean? Like Great you want point. to start dialing. You want to dial it up. It's like, all right, guys, we got that out of the way, but we can't really lose another game. Like we you know we're going to have to really. We have to get back to where we were. It's hard for these teams too to run away with everything, right? Exactly. Just exactly. Win, when they win every week, they figure, you know what? We'll win again this week. We'll just show up and we're going to win. You're damn right. And I'll, I, we should give the gamblers a public service announcement. This happens every year in the NFL. The last three, four weeks of the season, you get those double-digit dogs. They can win outright. Usually, it only happens like one crazy week earlier in the season where every underdog wins and it ruins people's suicide pools and this and that. But, Gabe, you know as well as I, at the end of the year, these teams just want to get healthy and get to the playoffs. So, a lot of the time, they're just kind of going through the motions. Let's stay healthy. Let's just win the game. We're not worried about covering big numbers. So, uh, uh, a lesson to our friends out there. A lot of dogs uh, at the end of the year in the final couple of weeks will be definitely on the cards. I've also noticed uh, as well, teams have teams have toned down their playbook, Cam. They sure have. I've, I've noticed that with the Chiefs. 
Good like call. the Chiefs aren't smoking teams because they're not running these crazy yeah, plays basic, anymore. Basic offense. Yeah, well, they don't. They got yeah. Andy Reid. It's almost tricks. like, you he's know, got tricks, yeah. he, he only has so playoffs. many plays. He only he's has so many right. plays, Cam. Exactly. So he's like, you know what? We've got probably another 10, 15 really cool plays that we never got to earlier this year with Mahomes and this crazy stuff. But we're not doing it now. We don't need to do nope. this now. Nobody needs you know, to Especially now. They know. They've got home field. They're, they're in no panic. They just need to win the games. They're like a college team in one of these, you know, it's like Alabama playing against Tennessee Martin. It's like we just need to get through the game. Let's just get through this and not, you know, we always, you always see that. They're not, you know, they don't want to tip their hand to what yep. they're going to be doing moving forward because Andy Reid knows, man, the window's closing for him. He's not going to be around forever. He's got an opportunity this year. It's wide open. But I'll tell you one team, Cam, that I will say that I do buy in that they're not winning and they've got problems is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. They're uh, not the Pit- winning three games in a row in the playoffs getting to the Super They might win once and get yeah. lucky, but every one of their games, every one of their games like Russian roulette. And, hey, Russian roulette, eventually you shoot yourself the re- in the head. Yeah, the real bullet comes out, right? Not just the click of the empty chamber. You're absolutely correct. And Kansas City's a lot like a magician, Gabe. They don't need to show all their tricks. Wait wait for the final scene. Then they'll bring that stuff out in the playoffs. I agree. As for Pittsburgh, this team's got a lot of problems right now. Their defense is deplorable. The secondary on that team, like the Raiders were getting chunk yards against them, Gabe. Like big, big plays. The guy's like eight men. And like I'm talking third and four string tight ends and a horrible team. No, Pittsburgh's got concerns. They can score, but this is how cocky they are. So Ben Roethlisberger gets, gets hurt in that game, right? So they throw in Joshua Dobbs. Uh, Rudolph wasn't even the second stringer. He was inactive in that game, right? So I'm thinking, okay, so the Raiders take the lead. So Pittsburgh's thinking, ah, okay, if we're only down three or whatever points, we'll just put Big Ben in, even though he got hurt, and win the final drive. Then the kicker slips. Like, you know what I mean, Gabe? You're playing with fire. And they just thought, okay, we can, we can, we'll win this game regardless. We'll put Big Ben in late for the last couple drives. Good luck to you. That's what happens, man. They, Bo- I, Boswell. I, Boswell blows. He does. Like, just caught up for what it is. Like, <laughs> Boswell blows. There's a lot of bad kickers out there. There's oh, a the, lot the of kicking. Ba- the kicking. The in kicking is pathetic. Yeah. I don't know what it is this year, man. I don't know. Oh, like, it's you it's know, pathetic. Like, every time there's something like in baseball, they're like, oh, maybe it's the baseballs. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. I don't know what the hell it is, dude. Like, are the laces different? Like, is some sort of velocity different? You're right. These footballs. Because it's not, he, even good kickers, like my boy Hoshka, who's a good kicker, your guy from Seattle, he's on Buffalo now. Yep. This guy's missing, like, every second kick he makes, he misses now. It's it's like every kicker in the NFL, it's like 50-50. It's like good kickers, too. You know, they miss extra points half the time. They miss, That's like, what I'm saying. 48-yard field goals oh, all yeah. the time now. You said it, They brother. shank it. Some yeah. of them aren't even close. Like, Boswell falls on his ass. Um Yesterday, Hoshka missed. I get it. It's a 54-yarder. But, dude, it looked like a college kick. Like It, it, it was like 17. You saw it? It was like 17 yards wide. It's like, yeah, dude, like, Bills you cost, close, bro. Yeah, no, you're so right. The Bills cost me huge money. I had a really good day with the Colts and everything else. But he else missed and, last week. No, no, I know he did. No, it, the he missed the 51-yarder. It's getting old. You know? No, it, it is getting old. And I'll tell you something. That Bears kicker, Cody Parkey, if they're if they're in a close game in the oh, playoffs and, you, re- and you rely that guy, you're dead, Bears. Remember, this is the same guy that hit four crossbars in one game. Like, I don't even know how the hell you do that. It's like, that should be 500 to 1, 1,000 to 1. The guy just didn't four bars. I'm like, what's this guy doing? Last night, shank job on small kicks. I've never seen anything like it. And I'll tell you, NFL teams, 
The Dallas Cowboys went out and got Brett Maher. I'm not saying he's the best quarter uh, kicker in the league. He kicked a 62-yarder against the Eagles. Instead of just hiring these guys and letting them on your payroll, maybe you should do a little uh, research and expansion and go go for a little tour. Because I can guarantee you, Gabe, that kicker on the Ottawa Renegades didn't miss a kick this year. He could be kicking in the NFL for fun. Yeah, you know, they. I think next year you're going to see an influx of new kickers coming. I agree 100%. They're going to get guys from the Canadian Football League and guys, you know, maybe try try out some new dudes because some of these guys are just, you can't employ these guys. don't be surprised. Don't be surprised to see some kickers getting drafted, like a couple of the yeah, top, top good kickers. Call. Like, if I see, if I'm a GM, man, and I'm out there, and there's some pretty good college kickers uh, out there. But, you know, a lot of these kickers are good. They're just, I don't know what's going on this year. But I know, I, I swear, Cam, like, there's some of these college kids, man. Man, there was a kid on Nebraska. He, he nailed, like, a 48-yarder in a snowstorm. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's like, yeah. there's no yeah. way in hell this kid's going to make this kick. Yeah. He just During, put it right through. <laughs> that's right. We were on Nebraska versus Michigan State. And, uh, yeah, an NFL kicker probably misses that kick from what we've oh, been seeing this year. An NFL would wuss out. They're like, we're not, yeah. we can't do this kick. We're not yeah. going to make it. Like, you know, you look, you look at a guy like Tucker and certain kickers. It's good to yeah. have that reliable Elliot. guy. Elliot even yeah. missed an extra point yesterday. And you look, there's teams... There's teams that are going to go into the playoffs, as you mentioned. The Bears are real good, but hey, man, it, it it costs you. Like you can you can escape the regular season if you're a good team with a bad kicker. Remember um, uh, Seattle and Minnesota. Who Walsh. Was that loser Walsh. 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 He Walsh. was. Everyone knew he was bad. He was I always know. bad. When he went to the playoffs and he shanks a 24 yarder. Then Seattle picked him up. Remember that? So so, so you beat the Vikings because the guy misses a chip shot. You decide to make him your kicker. He misses like 70% of the kicks. And they're like, is Sebastian Janikowski still out there? That's how they got Seabass back. Yeah. Like, it's because this idiot Walsh can't even uh, kick an extra point. Yeah, it's so crazy. Man. It's nuts. So, like, you get, you get, if you're the Bears, you're going to be in a close game in the playoffs. It's going to be a problem, right, if you have a shaky kicker. Yeah, it's, it, it's an issue. And um, you look at the L.A. Chargers for same same thing, dude. Every every time oh. they take an extra point, every time they kick a field goal, Buddy, it's like a heart attack. Let's go. Let's go through the Chargers' history, and I don't want to do this to our boy Lapine and Gioff. They had Nate Keating, huge kick in a playoff game at a divisional game, missed it. They lost. Nick Novak, two huge kicks that cost them in playoffs. Then they picked up that kid, uh, the Oriental guy. What was it? Koo from Notre Dame. He couldn't hit anything. Like the Chargers are cursed with kickers they had caleb sturgis this year he sucked he's as bad as parky morency now they got this badgley kid i'm telling you he's been okay now he's been okay now but when i if you're the chargers and badgley's lining up for a kick i i, I don't think i could watch i think i'm going to the other room putting a bag over my head like that the chargers history is it's gonna cost kickers them. oh it will yes that's Char- they're that's gonna the lose way because they're going to lose in probably the AFC Conference Championship game. We're going to miss a few. Like, yeah, can you imagine, imagine you miss a 38-yarder or something? They'll just they're going to send minds. their kicker out with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. Philip yep. Rivers' his life and destiny is in the foot <laughs> of one of these free agent kickers they picked up. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's absolutely. Like, it's better to, like, have a good guy that's part of the team and stuff, right? Like, you know, look at Graham Gano. Great, dude. Listen, I'm screwed. I lost that. You know, Carolina I, Panthers, I know, yeah. uh, whatever, bro. Actually, I, we, again, we, of course, of course, yesterday they're they on the two yard line. They couldn't score, but I got to be honest. You know, cost them a couple of games. Of course he did. Of course he did. I'm gonna t- and I'm actually gonna say this. We could talk about it in the next segment. I know Blewett or uh, somebody else is gonna come on the show, Gabe. I talked to Galena and uh, Pavona yesterday. 
I think Carolina has to move away from Cam Newton. I know it's a lot of money. You can't win with this guy. You can't win with him. They're going to only regress, and they have Christian McCaffrey. Cam Newton is not the same guy, Gabe. I, I'm telling you, he's got problems. With accuracy, the thing is, he can't win big games either. It's hard to move on. but I know it is. It's very but hard. The one, but the one thing is, I'm not going to dispute that it's only the same thing is going to happen over and over and over, right? I know, there, I know. He just is who he is. He could be really good, but he could be disinterested. There's a lack of urgency at times. He is playing through a lot of injuries, but at I the know. same point in time, everybody's playing through a lot of injuries right now. and It's it's almost mental at this point. Like, how many freaking games are they going to lose where they're on the other team's five-yard line or ten-yard line? Oh, I know. It's like every road game. You know, it was the same thing at Detroit. He didn't run it in. They went for two. He could have walked it in the end zone for some reason. He stood around, and he threw the ball incomplete. Uh, the game against Washington, they go like 85 yards in like a minute and a half. They get it's first and first down. You have like a minute left. They're on like the the 18 yard line, 12 yard line. They throw it four times a row into the end zone. Like the whole drive, they just gave it to McCaffrey. Um, I, I, I don't oh, know what. Like oh, yesterday, same Falcons thing. game. Got, Falcons game wasn't his fault. DJ Moore dropped an easy ball. They they, yeah. they could win on that won that game too. Graham no, Gano cost them two games for the for sure. Yes, he, he sucks. And yesterday, even though their their defense sucks. I don't know if you saw it right at the end. They went down the field. They got it to the two-yard line. And then first and goal, they don't score. Exactly. They don't score. They throw the ball three out of the four times. You know, it's it's North Turner, Cam Newton, Ron Rivera, not working. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back to live action, fellas. Fellas! Yeah, yes! Yeah, yeah, he's been on top of his uh, game. Oh, yeah. He's bringing a, he's bringing a hard edge. And some, uh, Yang likes to throw in some hip-hop. Making pesos. I told you once I was in that hotel uh, with uh, ZZ Top. And, um, you know, I could tell there was, uh, like, the tour buses. I was like, yeah, yeah, some some band is here. It turned out it was – I only saw one of the guys in ZZ Top. I didn't see anybody else. I saw, like, uh, Billy Gibbons, the, uh, the guitarist. Yeah. But I can see out my window, man. There's, like, six to eight prime tour buses uh, lined up. So – I have no idea who it is. There could be a million possibilities, but uh, there's a large band uh, staying at the hotel outside of our window. Nice. Uh, right now. Yeah, you don't have that many. You don't have that many. Like, that's, you know, when you have that many buses, that means you got a big crew, right? Yeah. That's the one thing I could tell. Like, you know, because yeah. I stayed in that hotel. So I used to, there was bands there, and I could see, you know, a certain some bands will have one bus. Bigger band might have two buses, you know, a mid-tier type thing. But. 
when you start to get into the six and eight buses and stuff like that, you're you're big buses, time. Yeah, yeah, it means you've got a ton of crew members. Uh, guys in the band probably have their own bus, and um, and uh, they're they're kicking it. Like they're kicking it uh, Madden style. Yeah. You know what it is, Monty? You know what it is? Like when me and you have money, it's kind of like when we go to Vegas. We're like grown adults now. We're not children. Like we're not packing six of our buddies in the room and drooling and snoring and stuff. Like you reach a point in your career to say, you know what? I can afford my own bus. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm doing it my way. Craziest thing about ZZ Top. Well, that's it. Unless you're a band in the 20s or something. Like, yeah, yeah there's no way yeah. in hell the guys in ZZ Top are on the same bus. These buses aren't yeah. that big. They exactly. look good from the outside, but. Know what the crazy yeah. thing about ZZ Top is? The only guy without a beard's name is Frank Beard. <laughs> I like the irony. Yeah, isn't it crazy how they all got long beards? Frank Beard, clean shaven. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. You know, there's a story. Uh, there's a story I wanted to get to. Actually, I saw this. I thought of you, and uh, it was basically about how uh, New York City is the uh, the king, the top city in America for frivolous lawsuits. Nice. You know, like just sort of insane, like you know, over the top, ridiculous lawsuits. But they they get accepted here for one reason or another. Like in here more than they do in other states. So. There's a lady, though, that sued Kentucky Fried Chicken for $20 million um, because the she bought a bucket of chicken, but the bucket wasn't filled to the top. And in the ad on TV, it's filled to the top. Yeah, yeah, I well, get it. When she bought it in real life, it was only halfway full. Oh, Gabe, how many times have we bought so chicken? She sued them 20 minutes. But the thing she, is, she's gonna she, lose. Bought, it, she gonna bought an eight-piece bucket. Like yeah. the, it said, eight-piece bucket, and the eight pieces were in there. The bucket was just large. Yeah. So, like, the judge, it went to court. The judge said they gave you eight pieces. That's what it, they advertised. Yeah. Like that, that, She's like, all, oh, it didn't yeah. look as full. They're like, no, 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 there's eight <laughs> pieces in there. <laughs> that lady's a stooge because they also use two bucket sizes now, right? Because they have these things called uh, the six for ten, and they're kind of like half buckets, so you get either the tenders or the chicken, whatever, and they're kind of like half buckets, and they're filled. Yeah. They probably ran out of half buckets for all the exactly. people buying it for one or two, so they had to put them in a 15- or 20-piece bucket. That lady's an idiot. They, they promised you an eight-piece bucket. They, yeah, you got yeah. eight pieces. You got Doesn't eight pieces. pieces are massive. Yeah, no. She's got no case. No, hopefully, Gabe, maybe you'll have a slip and, uh, slip and fall in the winter and sue somebody and get rich. Well, this this is another <laughs> one. This, this, this is a pretty low one that this guy did. So this guy is a, a very heavy set dude, all right? Yes. You know, like in, uh, you know, probably close to like 400 pound type thing. Yeah. Not obese. big bone. Like, yeah. yeah no, he's he's, he's uh, morbidly yeah. obese, yes. Yeah. So he rides around in a wheelchair, scooter. Yep. A lot of guys, yeah. Vegas style. Yeah. So he sued, he has sued over 50 businesses in Manhattan um, for not having a wheelchair ramp. He's actually got a case. All right. Yet, the thing is, he's not handicapped. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's just fat. Okay. That changes everything. Yes. And there, they, there's pictures of him. Like, they, he's walking around. Like, some people yeah, he, fight it. They he say he's walk. not even handicapped. He can walk in the store. Now, this one's more interesting because I love what his lawyer stated. It doesn't matter. He said he likes to browse. <laughs> <laughs> He likes to browse. It's a good point. Like, I don't know. This guy, like, it's not like, 
it's kind of it's it's a sleaze move in a sense, but he's not impersonating a handicapped person really. Like he basically rolls up and says, "Hey, I can't get in because you know I'm in this." But the fact it's interesting because the fact that he can walk doesn't change the fact that they don't have a wheelchair ramp, right? That's very true. Uh, you know what? Excellent lawyer point, Gabe. That's the no, thing. No, it is. That's why, I, like, somebody, I, I would be a decent yeah. lawyer. Like, it's like, yeah. yeah, but it doesn't erase the fact that you still aren't allowing him access. It doesn't matter. He's fat. He can't get in. He can't walk in. He wants to roll in. Yeah, a right? handicapped person. Yeah, they need they need the ramp. I would they represent you. I would represent you in the case of the uh, the walk through the drive through. Like you said, would it make you feel better if he was on a skateboard or roller skates? <laughs> no, and the other thing was, the other thing was, before we get to Big Cat, Gabe, I win that case for fun. I tried to get into the restaurant. They didn't let anybody else in that point. So I actually did my due diligence. They're like, sir, sir, you can't do that. So I walked to the, I walked to the drive-thru. Yeah, but I they would claim, they would claim that they're doing that for your own safety. Really? So you don't get run over. Uh, as my lawyer, I think you could still win the case for me. I think you got a couple uh, tricks up your sleeve. Nah, I don't they, think I could win this one. I, I'd versus, represent you, but I don't yeah. think I could win it. Versus McDonald's, we're in big trouble. Yeah, it's, you're right. We're fighting an uphill battle. That's a t- t- tough lawsuit. <laughs> there was a chick in New York, too. She sued She sued um, Junior Mints. <laughs> Awfully refreshing Junior Mints, too. Junior Mints are good. Yeah, because the box was light. Same thing. Like there was a couple of junior mints missing in the box. Like there was no there was no rat in it. There was no nothing like defective, but the box was a little light. I guess she she compared it to like another junior mint box. So she she wanted like seven million dollars. Like because she got ripped off for a box of junior mints and they basically they sent her a box of junior mints. They said we're sorry, it's automated and we're sorry it was a little light. Here's they sent her like five boxes or something. She's lucky she got that. I agree. I'm yeah, going to tell you something. She wanted though, seven Gabe? million dollars. Like, I'm going to tell you something. If we get a scale, I guarantee if we measure chips, they're not at the same grams that they have. No way. Well, somebody they, has the. What about the subway? Like you know, this one I think you almost have a case. It's not a foot long. No, it's not. It's, eight, it's, uh, it's yeah, short yeah. of a foot long. They're saying yeah, it's, it's like a, a foot long. It's no, not I mean, a foot long. A, fo- a foot's 12 inches. That's right. That's an, it's an 8 to 10 inch sub. You're, you are correct. Or they have the 6 incher. You're, you're right. Now they're totally, saying, oh, no, you 12. can't take it literal. They're like, you can't take it literal. Well, oh, yeah, you can. I don't know. Are you taking the money literal when you take it? You're saying it's a foot long. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, too. I've actually gone to KFC and had less pieces in my barrel. And, you know, I just went back. I, like, I didn't sue them or nothing. I just went back and complained, and they gave me. Actually, I, I, I think their customer service is fantastic. I was only, uh, like, two pieces short once, and the guy gave me, like, a nice little, like, four-piece snack box with the mashed potatoes and cookie and everything for my trouble. You know what? I'm like Kramer, though. I should have gone for the big prize, Gabe. I was just happy to get uh, something for free. <laughs> That's the best. You can't. You can sue KFC now. Just give me a four-piece snack with uh, mashed potatoes and gravy and a war- warm bread and a cookie. I'm in. Sold. Uh, we'll get to uh, we'll get to the phone lines uh, in a second. Uh, Rob Perez on Twitter, uh, Worldwide Wop, uh, one of the better basketball NBA follows, um, says uh, number one, Draymond returns. Number two, Wade LeBron uh, finale. Number three, bullshit show. Number four, <laughs> Embiid versus Drummond. Number five, Luka Doncic. Number six, Anthony Davis, question mark, playing in Boston. Number seven, 
First OKC Utah game since the playoffs. Number eight, Delhi versus Bucks already. This has to be one of the most stacked regular season NBA nights in a long time, uh, says uh, Worldwide Wap. And a little, you know, maybe a little dramatic, but in a sense, no, not really, because there, there is, you know, Number one, Draymond's been out for a while, so the Golden State Warriors are nearly at full strength right now. Boogie Cousins is going to be coming back around the corner, so the Warriors have sort of weathered that storm. Draymond's back. Wade and LeBron, I get it, they're buddies, but it's not like they were lifelong teammates or anything, Cam, right? They played together on a mercenary team for a couple of years. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, whatever. It's the last time they're playing against each other tonight or going to be on the floor. Hey, you know what I mean? It is, it is what it is. Uh, the Bulls, the, the Bulls are a train wreck right now. I don't know what the hell. Oh, they, they're, they're horrible. They are I'm horrible. I'm seeing now that the, the kids on the team have filed a grievance with the union against their new coach. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, we'll look into this. We'll see what their coach did. Supposedly they weren't going to show up the other day, which really? I don't really understand how you guys lose by 56 and you're upset at the coach. Yeah, yeah, maybe. The, um, <laughs> you just a really got a coach point. fired last week. I know. Too. You, you want to get this guy fired? Exactly. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Luka Doncic is just killing it. We knew he would. Great young player. Anthony Davis in Boston is a big deal because Boston is always reportedly to be wanting Anthony Davis and he wants to go there, but I'm getting tired of Boston getting players and they can't even get good chemistry with the players they have and they always want to bring new guys in. Oklahoma City and Utah since the playoffs. I don't think anybody really cares. And nope. uh, Matthew Dellavedova, pass. Nobody cares. Big Cat, what's up? Today. Big Cat. I just want to blow off a little steam on the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, shit show that they brought out to the field last night. What the hell yeah, dropped Ben Roethlisberger only playing fourth quarter for a few drives? That's on him. He took himself out and he that's a, back that, in. That's exactly what I it wasn't gave Mike off Tomlin the top. That decided. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Decided. Ben that's on him. Yes, it was. He's hurt, right? But they're so cocky thinking, okay, well, you know, we got a lead on the Raiders, so Joshua Dobbs is coming in. Then the Raiders took the lead. He comes back, and the kicker slips, and they lose. Yeah, but it's not That's on, on it's them. It's not on Tomlin. It's not no, on. No, it's Tomlin. on Big Ben. It's on Big Ben yeah. and their kicker. If you're if you're Tomlin, whatever. Ben Roethlisberger gets taken out of the game. You're not the doctor. You're you know what I mean. You're not the team doctor. You're on the sidelines. You're doing the game, and they tell you, listen, you know Ben's either coming back or he isn't. They they tell you, listen, he can't go right now. Because Ben tells the team doctor, whatever, you know, I'm not, I can't go right now. They put Dobbs in, and then Ben decides to try to save the day later. But then Tomlin sort of throws him under the bus and says, well, Ben probably should have went in earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's trouble in paradise out there, Big Cat. Are you a Steeler fan? Because they're Actually, not we lost issues. our team. We lost our team on the Survivor. That what amped it up a little bit for me. We are down to 40 guys out of 2,083, and we lost out on Pittsburgh yesterday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that blows. You look at Ben Roethlisberger. He called out the rookie in Washington. Then, uh, you know, yeah, he sort of called Levy on Bell out before. And, and then he, he and, went after Antonio Brown. Brown. Yeah, exactly. Come yeah, on. Yeah, like, I think, I think they're getting tired of it. You know, the thing I is, think also maybe they should have signed Levy on Bell. They're missing him, too. Connor's, yeah, Connor's good, hurt. Connor's hurt. Samuels can't. He, he, he's not going he, to. He, the problem with Samuels in, he's like Theo Riddick Jr. He'll catch a couple balls out of the backfield, but he can't break runs. See his running uh, per carry average yesterday? It was like a one point something. That was plus, I've always said this about Tomlin. Tomlin's a very good coach in a sense that, you know, the players like him. He's, he's you know, the, you're, you're ready to play and stuff. But in-game decisions, Tomlin is very, very shaky. 
right? He gets, you know, sometimes he gambles, sometimes he's too conservative. Like, he's all over the place. He doesn't really have an identity during games. Tomlin's just kind of all over the place. And like I said, every one of the Steelers games, the Steelers can play with anybody, but they can also play down to anybody. Yeah, like, they'll be a load to deal with if they get in the playoffs, but they might not get in the playoffs at this point in time. And, dude, they play the, guys, they play the Patriots this week. That game's in Pittsburgh, but then the following week, they're at New Orleans. Pittsburgh actually might miss the playoffs. And, man, that, that's going to be, you want to talk about drama, wait till they miss the playoffs. I don't, I don't know if you guys seen it. Uh, it was toward the end of the game where Juju almost pulled off that miraculous play on the fucking yep. ladder. I thought we actually caught a break for once. No, no, that stuff never happens yeah. when you're on it, bro. No, no, no. It can't yeah, happen like against Miami you, did it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I Miami didn't have did. anything on that, but I, I didn't oh, have did. that to say my ass. I had Miami plus 11. That, that play didn't matter. I didn't have them on the money line, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> I Gabe, Gabe I was going to ask you about what your opinion on the roughing is this year. To me, it's just terrible. The guy on the sideline in the Bears game last night gets wiped out by uh, by a bunch of guys coming into the sideline. What do you think? No, the refing has been at an all-time low this year. Brutal. I don't it's as bad as the it. kickers. Uh, they, these guys, it has to be a full-time job, Big Cat. Gable, Gable agree. You can't be the insurance guy for State Farm or Walmart executive, you know, by day and then football referee. You have to take this shit seriously. They need to pass fitness tests. They need to be faster. You can't have guys like Walt Coleman, you know, trotting around out there. Like, the guy can't keep up with the modern-day athlete. They miss everything, and then, and then they assume when a guy gets smoked, it's always a call. Sometimes it's just a good hit. It's a, it's a, it's out of control, bad. It's and the brutal. thing is, too, the referees, a lot of you noticed too. There's been there's been a million holding penalties recently. Yes, like the Florida yeah, games suck. And I, I guess there's a league there's a league directive that they're on they're up the refs' ass here to uh, to call holding, offensive holding more. So like the refs, you know, the refs are doing a bad job. They're missing things. Cam brought it up. I brought it up. Uh, you're right about Walt Coleman. You, you know, they're old. Then they, they phased out some of the older guys, but the guys they brought in are still old. You know what I mean? Like, they got rid of a 64-year-old for, like, a 56-year-old. It's like, dude, he's still too slow. That's the one thing about hockey, Big Cat. You guys know this. They used to is, play at a high level. All junior yeah, players. They're, stuff, they're, yeah. all, they're all elite skaters. They're all in great shape. It's they're true. keeping up with the speed. There are referees that are better skaters than the players are. Right? Like, really. There are referees that are better skaters than the players are. Great so, point, Gabe. They, they can the see everything. Yeah. They're in the yep. corner. They're like, yeah, I see it. I, hey, I'm as fast as you. I'm Great as athletic point. as you. Right? Like, basically, the NFL, like you said, man, and even if you're not Walt Coleman, who's like grandpa out there. I know. Uh, yeah, we might as well have Yang uh, refereeing these games. Um, uh, I'm kidding, Yang. Uh, yeah, we love you, Yang buddy. doesn't look like Walt Coleman. <laughs> 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 I wish Yang would be a ref. I'd pay him off. Well. Hey, uh, exactly. Hey, listen, exactly. I, I would have your back, and I'll be like, Yo, you know what? Yo, Gabe, send me your picks, and, and then I'll just throw the flag on yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah see, happen, I like your right? style, yeah. Like Buffalo Wild That's Wings. Good. Like the Buffalo Wild Wings commercials. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, nice. I mean, the officiating's just, awful, Big Cat. It's terrible. Just it, a couple it, quick, even when they uh, go to review, you don't know if they're going to get it right. And remember one thing just, about hockey, guys? They used to have guys, remember Koharski, have another donut. Yeah, the NHL could have just kept big fat guys who were a part of the old boys club, but they didn't. They went to like younger, slicker dudes, Gabe. But the NFL, when have we seen any any new guys? It's the same stupid basis. So who? Phil Luckett retires. You still got old man Coleman and all these other guys. Like, give me a break. New oh, blood. That was the best. <laughs> that that. Koharski, have another donut. 
<laughs> that that was probably the best meltdown ever. Oh, it was awesome. Jim Schoenfeld, have, I love Have another donut, you pig. <laughs> Just He's as a few picks for tonight. A few picks for tonight, boys. On the hardware, they like Denver minus two, and I agree with you, Cam. Minus or plus three on Minnesota. Cam, I want you, I want your opinion on what what the Oilers are doing. Hitchcock's really turned that team around. Nice. One you know what? Win last night. Yeah, I had them last night, and I'll tell you something. Bet Oilers unders for a while, Big Cat. They're playing attention to, de- to detail and defense right now. They're winning two to one, one nothing games. All right, we'll hit That's, this on the thing. Have a great day. We'll, we'll hit this on the other side, but I'm not even sure who's playing for the Denver Nuggets tonight. Like everybody's no. injured. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Isn't a looker. Is he, uh, yeah, Michelle Servico, she yeah. yeah, she's not a fan of Joey Chestnut. It's actually kind of interesting, Gabe. Like, I've done an eating contest, but the one thing my girlfriend always said about me, she goes, like, for a bigger man, you actually smell nice. Maybe because I like, you know, when I have showers and stuff. Like, <laughs> no, but about a lot of those guys in those contests, like, they smell weird, man. They're eating all sorts of stuff and, like, big, big volumes of it. It's not good for business. That guy's sheets at night must reek. Yeah, like, uh... Yeah, it's just a yeah, bunch he's, of, like, what, hot what, dogs. What, whatever food he competitively ate at the time. And speaking of which, you can bet on competitive eating over at BetTSI. If you like to wager right. on sports or never have or would like to try, head over to BetTSI. they got wagering options for almost every sport you can think of, including side totals, player props. You can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality television. Were we going to make uh, a know, bet on the on the pulp? Remember when we were going the, through the uh, the odds there? Yeah, yeah, but I don't know when. I don't know when. Uh, I uh, when I, they're not like changing the pulp anytime soon. So like, they're going to oh, be yeah, hanging on to that money for a so long time. So it's one of those things, kind of like our our uh, Johnny Manziel not to the XFL bet. Got to wait. Yeah, but remember there was no uh, there was no no there was only yes. Yeah, uh, get an edge yeah. with live betting at BetTSI. You can uh, wager virtually any, at any time during uh, any game, capitalizing on the in-game circumstances. Uh, use promo code FNTSY100. It's a great promo we have here, guys. Use promo code FNTSY100 when signing up. Get 100% deposit uh, uh, bonus when you sign up. Once you've opened up your account, go over to DailyRoto.com. Click on the Contact Us uh, page and uh, send your BetDSI username. Then you're going to get one month uh, free access to the daily roto uh site so how can you lose you get free money from a sports book and you're getting free algorithms and optimizers uh from the best players in the business that's uh, all access to all sports tools and optimizers head on over and open up your account at bet dsi that's promo code fntsy 100 that's fntsy 100 to get your 100 percent bonus and uh, then you're one step uh, closer to getting your uh, free membership for the month over at DailyRoto.com. Uh, so, so it's a great promo, man. FNTSY100 over at BetDSI. Let's uh, bring you, in Mike Blewett. You said it, Marenzi. Hey, man, that, 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 uh, 
that stuff pays for itself with the optimizer and everything else, and they've been knocking it out of the park with totals this year. They're great with over-unders. Yeah, and speaking of knocking out of the park, the optimizer uh, aided and abetted me to uh, finishing in 3,900 place out of 176,000 people yesterday in the Millionaire Maker. Mike Blewett joins us. What's up, Mike? How'd you do, buddy? So how did they make you a little bit of cash there? I got paid $75 for that. That's pretty good. 20, yeah, 20 for 75. And so, Can't yeah. You're yeah, making a profit game more, is he? No, no, exactly. I did better with that than I did gambling yesterday. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but if you look at, if you remember my other team that I put, listen, every team that I played yesterday won money. Like every every contest that I entered won money. But the uh, the, the millionaire maker uh, was a good one. I won a head-to-head in the Sunday nighter. Uh, if you recall, um, my Josh Allen lineup that was somewhat yeah, scoffed yeah, at. Yeah, I did that too. Love uh, Josh 180, Allen. 183 points. I finished 731st out of 19,000 people in that one. Josh That's Allen, awesome. Daniel Samuels, Jeff Wilson, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Zay Jones. Zay Jones only had five points. Amari Cooper is what did it for me yesterday. Uh, Again, yeah, he had he, Cooper yeah. in there. No, the only thing I had said about that lineup, it was I, I didn't mind the way – I think what surprised me when you were rattling it off to me, it's, sometimes it's hard in the moment because we had so much going on, but – you, you went with a bunch of low-priced players, and I think at the moment I was like, well, wouldn't you be able to fit in some stars? You know, as you sometimes do, like a stars and scrubs, like Ricky Sanders often says, but, heck, it worked out. That's huge. I mean, I was in first place at a two at a 100-person contest. I was in first place with, like, time running out, basically, and then the fourth quarter of the Dallas-Philly game happened, and I got blown out because Dak yeah, and Amari – Dak and Amari just just shot everybody past me. And kudos to you for putting Amari in there. Uh, In a seasonal league yesterday, I played against Dak, Amari, Julio, and he had luck. He had Henry on the bench, but he still beat me by 50. Dude, I'm going to get eliminated in the playoffs because uh, I thought I set up nicely. And it was Lou Gamble, our boy Gamble, that took me down, Cam. Uh, oh, gambler yeah, of all people. Yeah, at least I went down to Lou. You know, yeah, but, Lou's, uh, a good, Lou's a good guy. Yeah, but it set up nicely, dude. I had uh, Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks, and it helped me all season long having these two. But it didn't yeah. last night. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. The, that's yeah. the fantasy football playoff bitch, yeah. isn't it? Like, and, it's just, and, it is yeah. what it is. And, and listen, he had guys, Schuster. He had yeah. Schuster. I had Cooks. It is what it is. Listen, you know this, Gabe. We talked about this. Specifically, you look at the teams like the Chiefs that could lock something up, the Rams, all the good team with the studs that you have on their team. When the fantasy playoffs are going on, these teams are already rocking and rolling, man. Like, those are the guys who don't win the pool. Sure, you win the regular season stuff, but you go out in the playoffs because these guys don't play as much. Like, you'd rather have Saquon Barkley than uh, Todd Gurley come playoff time. He's still playing. (laughs) I can't disagree. All right, just quickly, this was the team that I had uh, yesterday, 190 uh, points. It was Deshaun Watson, 18 points at quarterback. Saquon Barkley running back, 32 points. Jeff Wilson Jr., yeah, didn't do much, but he was cheap at least, 10.6. Keenan Allen, 18.8. Amari Cooper, 52.7. DeAndre Hopkins, 13.6. Cameron Brait, 15.2. Two touchdowns. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Jalen Samuels. Yeah, and that was for thirty, uh, thirty-five, uh, thirty-five hundred dollars only. 
Jalen Samuels, uh, 16.2 points, and the Packers' defense was a nice play. I got 13 points out of them for 190 points, but we don't live in the past. We move on to tonight, and it's a crazy NBA night. Drew Dinkmeyer will join us a little bit uh, later on. We'll talk about the NBA DFS as well as the the Monday Night Showdown uh, until tonight, but uh, Mike, um, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and yesterday you were pretty confident the Steelers were going to flex their muscles and look like a playoff caliber football team. And uh, turn into another just circus. Uh, just it's like a weekly yeah. weekly circus. Dun, 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 dun. It, it really is a circus <laughs> with the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yep, train wreck. Oh, totally agree. So um, I saw R.J. Bell's tweet from earlier today. Uh, the Steelers uh, under Tomlin have gone on the road as nine point favorites or more straight up in those games. They are six and five. Uh, the rest of the NFL in that same time span is 52 and 10. So clearly the Steelers, as you rightly put it this morning, Gabe, and you've said this before, but I heard you talking on your show this morning on the morning after, uh, they do a pretty bad job of playing down to their level of competition. We saw it yesterday. Uh, I think they've played, I don't know what the hell happened from the time that they played the Panthers, but both teams have completely fallen apart. The Steelers have played like garbage since they put 50 on the Panthers. That's a good point. That Thursday night. Yeah, that Thursday night destroyed both teams. Yeah, it really uh, bad, bad, bad. It's amazing how you don't know the future, right? Like when both those teams Uh, walked off that field that night, Pittsburgh thinking, man, we're great. We just smashed Carolina. Carolina's thinking, whatever, we're six and three. (laughs) Here we are. Yeah. Here we are five weeks later. And I got to tell you, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the verge of not controlling their own destiny, Mike. Like it's it's uh, this pretty. I don't know crazy. that they're going to make it now, Gabe. I don't know that. No, they're they really make it. they get the I, Patriots I would, and the Saints this make, week in the next two weeks. I don't expect them to win either game. Uh, you you know, the irony of it is that they do play well with the good teams too. Um, you know, the the blown lead against the Chargers, notwithstanding. I mean, they're in that game. That's their game to lose. They did get some funky breaks against them but it's still there they got to win this game but you're right late. i think yeah they can lose they, they and I, we've talked about it. they can lose to anybody but they could beat anybody as well you know they're going to be in any yeah. game that they play for the most part yet going to new orleans could be a tough spot for them you know you got the bengals in That's the last game of the year game. even yeah. if you go two and one you're sort of putting yourself in a tough spot i read out the scenario today like, if the Colts win out or the Titans win out uh, or the Ravens win out, the Steelers are screwed. It's basically... I, I, they, they, cannot, they, they cannot hope for a wild card at this point. They need the Ravens to not rip off three games. Uh, bottom line. The Ravens' schedule here is Tampa at Chargers Browns. Yeah. So you're going to yeah. give them at least one. Um, so you put them at eight and six. And now what happens with Tampa... Or what happens at the Chargers? That's a tough one. So that maybe they're eight and seven going against the Browns to get to nine and seven. The Steelers have to have to win two tough games, at least one tough game, to get to nine. I don't know they're lucky. Do they're lucky too, Mike. Ravens could have beat Kansas City. They played good in that game. There was just a cu- couple key mistakes in that game. The Ravens played their ass off at Arrowhead. You know, I was gonna I was they gonna did. ask you, but yeah, like they're. I think the Ravens game. They're they're still a team. I still think yeah, I I know I know you know Lamar Jackson's raw and young, but 
they're a team with that defense. Like they can get their team. You don't want to play with. They're just tough, tough nosed. I don't think they're getting much respect. I don't think people think they that they're that they're a decent team. Hell, they almost beat the Saints. That game would have gone to overtime, and uh, Tucker missed his first extra point of his career. Like it's you know yeah. like yeah. Um, that's right. Anyway, I mean, that's look, my, they I believe four, in the Ravens. They were four and five. They were four and five going into that bye week. They make a quarterback change. They went three in a row and nearly beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Like that, that's yeah. a really impressive run. Uh, I know they didn't play world beaters in those three games, but clearly, I mean, you would never even consider going back to Flacco at this point. Um, no, no, I think that no. you know we've yeah. already we had already kind of turned the page going into yesterday, Gabe. But there was even a little debate on our show, like. Oh, what happens if Lamar plays badly? Would you bring Flacco in? That's over. That thing is over. They're moving on, and Lamar is the QB now. I, I just, you know, to wrap, to put a bow on the Steelers thing, I've said this before about Tomlin. I, I think he's a great coach, um, but something is up. And I don't know if it's a little bit of the players. He is a player's coach. Does he? Does he give guys a little bit too much leeway? In, 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 yeah. When you well, have Gabe, a team that's filled with, when you have a team that's filled with leaders, that's okay. But when you, you don't have, have a quarterback that, that is yeah. that isn't well liked, and the star wide receiver doesn't even know enough to not videotape a private, yep, um, locker room moment. You know what it is, guys. Juju, and Cam, Juju it's is like the your, only, your team. The you're the only team playing his you're, ass off every week. Yeah, yeah, you were right, Gabe. It's it, it's and also Tomlin has a worse, like very bad clock management for a guy that's been in the league. Like doesn't Terrible. sometimes call t- timeouts at the right time before the two minute warning. Like he seems very confused and rattled. Like in, in those situations, Gabe brought it up. You know it's what's not even more game. maddening, Cam? He yeah. he has been spiked the ball all the time. Oh, I know. Giving I know. Up down, constantly giving up downs in critical situations. It isn't necessary. To give up downs or not challenge calls. Yep. There was a game earlier this year. I went on the Sunday Fantasy Football Live with you. He didn't challenge a call when Connor had fallen into the end zone because he just assumed that they would score a touchdown, and they didn't. <laughs> they ended up kicking a field goal and nearly cost them the game against the Bengals. Yeah, and we yep. could talk, you know, this goes back years with Tomlin. Um, you know, it's the same thing, though. You look with Pete Carroll in which Pete Carroll's a big raw, raw guy, big, big players coach, and what happened? The veterans eventually started to take advantage of him. And and then, you know, you hear after old Michael Bennett, oh, I didn't even listen when he talked anymore. You had the same speech all the time for the last seven years. Uh, Richard Sherman had tuned him out. And, you know, you, you, you get to a point, too, and as nice as Mike Tomlin is, is there anything new being said? And we saw that with McCarthy. I don't think they hated McCarthy. You know, it just, it, it was stale. He had the same playbook. He had the same message. He wasn't suddenly going to change overnight. And they were like, man, this isn't going to change. And I think there's a lot of teams in the NFL they are going to have to look in the mirror after this season, more so than ever. Like, oftentimes, there's a bunch of bad teams. Like, oh, the Jets are getting a new coach. The Bucks are getting a new coach. That happens every three years. The Bills get, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, there's teams that really are going to have to take long looks at themselves and wonder. Cam brought it up earlier. If you're the Carolina Panthers, if Ron Rivera and Cam Newton are back next year, what's different? Like what? Like totally, you know what I mean? It's the totally same great thing. Point. Like what? What is different? He's not terrible, but he's not great, right? Like what? Yeah. What happens? They're not going to get just, better. You're banging your head against the wall. Um, you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What are they going to do with Jameis Winston? Are you bringing him back or you're not? You're going to have to make that decision. 
um, you know, there's there's a lot of teams actually that would have to question: Do we have the right coach? If Bill O'Brien uh, gets bounced in the first round of the playoffs, don't be shocked if he gets fired. You know, there's a lot of teams that are going to have to make some decisions at yeah. the end of the year. Gabe, I always think of one guy. It's in a different sport, but I'm sure we could think of a comparable NFL example. But Terry Francona with the Red Sox could not have done any better with them, right? Yeah. He brings them to their first championship in 87 yep. years in 04. They run it back. They're down 3-1 to the Indians in 07. They don't panic. They win that World Series. Within a couple of years after that, Josh Beckett and John Lester are drinking beers in the clubhouse during games during the month of September, and he effectively gets run out of town because they're tired of listening to him. It's immaturity on the players' too? part. We were speaking of yeah, chicken. Exactly. They were eating chicken. Yeah, this I remember beer. that. They were eating fried chicken. Fried, fried chicken and beer. Like, I specifically remember <laughs> that. Yeah, Josh Beckett was crushing right. a bucket of chicken during the game. That was it. That's right. That's right. It was like they were playing poker. It became a big story. Yeah, it was their beers, fried chicken, and playing cards and in poker. the middle of the game. Yeah, during wow. the game in the clubhouse. Well, town. they were watching the game. And they tried to make him look bad. And they tried to make him look bad, Gabe. Like the I know, I know. to make him look bad. That's so awesome. It just, yeah, they were like, oh, he lost control in the room. You're right. But yeah. that's what happens because you know, like, he's buddies. Right. Once he becomes friends with them, right, and they've won, it's like, whatever, man, yeah. we've won. What's he going to do? Like, we've been around. And right. same thing, Tom ain't going to do anything. Tom was too busy with this. And that's another thing, too. When they know your personal life, they know everything. They'll be like, Tomlin's busy with that. Tomlin's busy dealing with this. Don't worry about him. And then it just sort of it spreads a good point listen pat riley who you know and this gets into business as well and i'm the last person to talk about this but you know what i'm talking about like corporate guys they'll tell you as well you know like even the top corporations like pepsi and coke they'll change their ceo after like four or five years fresh ideas it's it's not like oh the other ceo is an idiot no the guy made four billion dollars for them but it's like, yeah, you know what? We've got to go in a different direction, different market, we a different demographic. we got to think in a different mindset now. It's the same thing. Pat Riley, who's, you know, one of the greatest coaches and managers, and you know Pat Riley writes books on management skills and stuff like that. He talked about this when he talked about He talked about, um, about himself even. And he said, 10 years with one team, you've got to go. He said, once you're with 10 years for a team, it's not good for your own health. It's not good for the team's health. It's not good. He said, 10 years in one spot is like too long even, and it's time to leave. And, and you know, yeah. I, I think that's the case. You know, I think we see that. Some the of these messages Yankees just get changed, stale. The Yankees changed Joe Girardi after 10 years, and it made sense. Yeah. All right, so you hang in here, Mike, for a segment? Absolutely. I'm back. All right, nice. well, we'll hit the Monday nighter on the other side. Oh, yeah, Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame now. Don't get me started. Wow. I guess guess everyone's getting. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
All right, our listeners are enjoying the uh, the frivolous lawsuit talk. Our boy Wiley Coyote of Montreal has sent us a uh, a tweet uh, with a link to a uh, story. A man in Texas was arrested over the weekend for uh, reportedly telling kids outside a church that Santa Claus is not real. He was charged with criminal cr- <laughs> trespassing. Really? Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't like he was a Santa Claus in a mall or something. He yeah. Was a nut job demonstrating outside of a church in Texas. Well, the church was holding a breakfast with Santa event. He continued to cause a disturbance as uh, parents left with their children. He reportedly yep. accosted parents and children with the question, do you let your kids believe in a fake Santa or do they know who Jesus is? Wow. So, uh, well, he's in the holiday Inter- mood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gabe, you know Lisa. Her, the, we went the, out. The we went out to a bar one day, and her, her buddy got torqued, and uh, there was a kid. There were kids there, like the Santa Claus brain goes, Santa Claus isn't real, and he li- his name's Chuck, and he lives in Mimico. And all the kids are like, ah, he's like scaring kids. Like I'm like, wow, that's a good idea, good stuff. Yeah, the guy was wasted outside a bar telling kids Santa yeah, Claus that, wasn't real. That, that's but, <laughs> that that's not nice. No, it's not nice. Who's worse, you're, you're, who's worse your buddy or that guy outside the church? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, not, really, he's not really he's not really my buddy blew it just to kind of maybe they're one of the same Mike an acquaintance, an acquaintance. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's he's a guy that he's a guy that drinks I was gonna say hey Marenzi, your yeah. dad ruined uh, he, he he told you that uh, Saint Nick wasn't real that time when he uh, when he said thank you Santa Claus for the present right tell blew it that story that's a good one yeah, yeah my my father told me Santa Claus wasn't real when I was like four years old <laughs> uh, he crushed it and, a little early to rip the band-aid off <laughs> no, nah, it really was. Like I said, I was at the Christmas tree at Christmas. My mother and him were like fighting and stuff, arguing. And I'm like, "Oh, this is great." My mother's like, "Thanks, Santa, for that." And he's like, "Santa." He's like, "I bought that." <laughs> yeah, re- yeah, real, yeah, real, yeah, yeah, real holiday guy. My father was. He goes, "I bought that." He goes, "He looked at me." He goes, "Santa did get that for you." He goes, "There's no Santa." He goes, "I got that." That's awesome. And uh, oh, yeah, and then they started fighting. And I, I'll never forget, too, like, oh, I went to my grandparents that night. Like, I had to be re-indoctrinated. I remember my grandmother telling me, oh, he's real, and, like, the whole nine yards, you know? Did it work? Did you get sucked back no. in? No. Uh, I just, now uh, I just don't cynical. trust anybody. Now, yeah, said, no, exactly. Cynical, cynical guy from age four. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, how, how do you think I ended up the way that I did? Well, I uh, the cynicism, the yeah. cynicisms had been been brewing for a long time. Exactly. Like there's always, it always goes back to your childhood uh, somehow. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> always back, always back to the childhood. Um, so yeah, I mentioned we'll get to we'll get to to the Monday nighter tonight, but uh, you know, so it, it surprised me to see this, and you know, we were caught up, uh, we were caught up yesterday in, in the football. Um, so to see that um, Harold Baines and Lee Smith inducted into the Hall of Fame, and, you know, I've talked about Lee Smith getting into the Hall of Fame for years, actually, and I've always thought that he was somewhat shortchanged. And, you know, I get it. It's a debate. You know, the thing, he, you know, he, he topped out at 51% of the vote. And, you know, you need more than that to get in for, through the media. So he got in through the Veterans Committee. And it seems like the Veterans Committee is a little bit more lenient uh, than the media was. Now, the thing with Lee Smith was the guy was the all-time Major League Baseball saves leader, right? right? Now, you could say, well, he was, you know, he was, yeah, he was really good, but 
was he dominant or is he just was he around a long time? It's like, listen, man, the guy had like 700 and something saves. He was the guy. He's still you know third. I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Only Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman oh, are ahead and of And Trevor him. Hoffman, yeah. Like, it's close. Yeah, and they're both Hall of Famers, so don't tell me Lee Smith isn't and, a Hall of Famer. And, and Lee Smith, those weren't one-inning saves. When he was doing it, it was a lot more work. You know what I mean? There's not, True. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a specialty era. This guy actually went out there and pitched. And he, he was freaking consistent for, like, you know, years and years and years. Lee Smith yep. was a rock. Uh, yeah. So Lee Smith getting in, I don't have a problem with it, and I've actually campaigned for Lee Smith. Not that uh, the, the voters care, <laughs> but I've campaigned uh, for Lee Smith over the years. Harold Baines, on the other hand, so as I stated, you need 75% of the vote. Um, Harold Baines, and so Lee Smith had gotten up to 51% with the media. The veteran committee put him in. Harold Baines, guys, you know what, Cam, you know what his percentage, you know what his highest percentage with the media I was? I earlier today. Six percent. Six percent. Six percent. Yeah, so brutal. it's not like, oh, it's not like, yeah, listen, he's been on the fence, and, you know, maybe some media guys don't want to do it, but we're putting him in. Dude, Dude it wasn't was like, it, he was never on the fence. He, he's not even in the neighborhood. <laughs> he was shocked, Kate. Yeah. He said, I'm shocked. Harold Bain said that about his own induction. Yeah, that's crazy. He's a career, he's a career 289 hitter. Good player, but a no, career 289 is he never finished higher than ninth in any MVP voting. He never hit more than 29 home runs in an era when there were a lot of home runs in those days. Um, you know, it wasn't like the McGuire era. Home but, runs this season. Yeah, but George Foster and these guys were smacking 50. Remember, like, the, the leaders, though, they used to have about 50. Agreed. Dave Kingman Agreed. used to, like, swing for, like, 38 home runs a year, right? It was like, no. there were, that was a home run era. Here's the reality. Like, this today's game uh, committee, which replaces the veterans committee, I don't know if they took on new, um, sort of a new structure of voting, new parameters of voting, but the guys that went in today, Lee Smith and Harold Baines get in. Lou Piniella only missed by one vote. Albert Bell doesn't get in. We all know why. He's not well-liked. He wasn't a very nice person. Joe Carter doesn't make it. and guys like Earl Hershiser didn't even get five votes while Harold Baines got 12. Like, you and I are, we, we all grew up in the 80s watching baseball. Yeah, and I love Earl Hershiser. And I, yeah. I even told yeah. Cam a couple of weeks ago, as good as Earl Hershiser is, he only had four or five dominant years. Not a Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. You know, but, and, but at this point, like, Joe side, Carter deserves to like, be in. Joe Carter should be in before Harold Baines. I agree. And Joe and Carter like shouldn't be in. Mattingly. Guys like Don Mattingly and Dale Murphy are just out, and Baines is in. It doesn't make any sense. How is Dale Mattingly not a Hall of Famer? Yeah, Dale Murphy, too. Dale Murphy's so underrated. That guy was wicked. Like, that's the thing. You know, he just wasn't one of those guys. He was the the only good guy on the Braves. Yeah, he's awesome, man. (laughs) Growing up when I was a kid, that right fielder. He was the only good guy on the Braves. back-to-back MVPs. Baines didn't even come in the top eight ever. In 22 years, he didn't come in the top eight one time. And... Murphy won it back to back years, 82, 83. But why Murphy, why the would they want to embarrass eighties? Why would they want to embarrass Baines like this? Like if you're Baines, you don't even want this. Like, you know what I mean? It's so a it's buddy just, of mine actually know, made that point, Gabe. If he turned it down, it would actually send a greater message. People would appreciate him more and say, you know what? This is getting out of control. 
I never even got 6% of the vote. Now, nobody's going to do that because they want to be in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Now, exactly. Now, now well, you can't he, blame Harold Beans. No, no. You, yeah, no, he no. didn't do it. He didn't do it. I mean, I'm sure he can't The thing is, it's like they didn't. It's like they, they once needed. Once he didn't get more than 6% of the vote, he was done. Yeah, but it's like they needed to put people in. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, we got to put somebody in. To put Joe Carter there in. Was, there was a thought, and remember, I don't know if you remember, I talked about this, Mike, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago when the, when the veteran committee name came up about George Steinbrenner. And I remember I took heat. You know, we're on in New York. Oh, how can you say he's not a Hall of Famer? I said, I'm telling you, he's not getting in. You know what I mean? And you see the veterans ain't putting him yeah. in. Like, he's not, you know, George Steinbrenner didn't get in. They like Harold Baines. But what it comes down to, guys, is I guess Tony La Russa is like basically the head of this new veteran committee. And Tony La Russa is tight with Harold Baines, you know, from the White Sox. And it was basically it was Tony La Russa said, we're, we're putting him in the Hall of Fame. Friendships doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. It, it's Well, you it, know what doesn't make it, sense? Said, I made a deeper it's, point. It's almost like, embarrassing for Baines. I made a deeper point today. We'll get to the football game tonight. But I made a deeper point today. And I'm not saying get Tony La Russa out of the Hall of Fame. But... I just find it ironic that Tony La Russa is in the Hall of Fame, yet Mark McGuire isn't, and Jose Canseco isn't, yet Tony La Russa won a World Series and won a lot of baseball games because of steroid players. Yep. Like, Mark McGuire was your guy. You won because of the Bash Brothers. They were juiced up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you won after in St. Louis a ton of regular season games with Mark McGuire. So I just don't understand how the players aren't allowed anywhere near the Hall of Fame because they took steroids, but the manager that managed them and won all the games with them are so, is somehow allowed in. You see my point, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's complicit in what was going on. He can deny. Well, it you know, he long, knew. But at this point, no. Yeah. yeah, but at this yeah. point, nobody can deny it. Didn't Larusa? He he got in trouble with the cops a couple times too, didn't he? Like you're talking about personality. He's, he's had things happen, uh, right? Don't you? Gig, gig? I think what a couple of years ago. I think a couple of years ago, he fell asleep at the wheel at a light. Or oh, something. yeah. Fell asleep at the wheel. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A couple of few too many, you know. <laughs> fell asleep at the wheel. <laughs> a few too many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, not, that's not good. <laughs> well, like I said, I don't know. Like Harold Baines, like you said, it's just kind of, listen, people will get over it down the road, but. Just, you know, when you have other players that are very, very, like, worthy, that are sort of on the fence, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, let's just put him in. Yeah, you mentioned Albert Bell. Albert Bell, you know, the, the big the body of work wasn't there, but that was the thing with Harold Baines. I mean, you're setting a new bar now. He, Harold Baines has, like, 364 career home runs or something. I mean, it used to be like, no, 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 you needed 500. So, like, really? Like, why suddenly did you lower the bar for this guy? I mean, yeah, it seems like nepotism to me, or just sort of, as you stated. I mean, the, the Larusa connection seems just seems to be a little bit over the top. But what do you make of tonight's Monday nighter, uh, Mike Blewett? Yeah, so I, I mean, I like Seattle in this one only because they've been playing a better brand of football than Minnesota has. You you've talked a lot about Kirk Cousins and how in these primetime games he really just can't get it done. I think Minnesota is, you know, maybe not unlike the Steelers or the Panthers or another one of these talented teams that just hasn't really put it together consistently at any point this year. I have no reason to bet on them now. And I certainly trust in these types of scenarios, Pete Carroll a little bit more than I trust Mike Zimmer. That's just how I feel about the game. 
That's well, well said. Yeah. yeah, it's very well said. I don't know why we're like, I'm a Seahawk fan, and I just got bad vibes with this game all over the board. Um, I'll tell you, Mike, I think I really think Minnesota shows up tonight. I, I, just the angle with the loss to the Patriots, the way, the way that game went down. I think they're going to be actually primed to play tonight, and I hate to say it, I think Cousins is actually going to play well tonight. Doesn't mean his season's been great, but I think Dalvin Cook will have uh, something something to say. It's going to be it, it's going to be a real real tight game. So I know I think maybe I, I think it'll be take, tight. Take too. the points. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I'm not ruling out that they can win. I, I I would actually expect a tight game too. But you know I I just always have a theory like at, at some point whether it's during a game or during the course of the season I can't expect teams that aren't playing well to all of a sudden put it together. It happens a lot in the NFL um, on a week on a sort of week to week basis, but right now I just want to bet on the team that's playing a little bit better, uh, and that is certainly Seattle for now. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I, we talked about this last week actually when it was Kirk Cousins in Minnesota and New England, and the point spread felt a little low at five, and you know we could almost simplify it and say, man. This is Kirk Cousins versus Tom Brady, and it's in New England. It's five points. What happened? New England won the game easily. But now, I think tonight the under is the play. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game, but I never win when I bet on unders. Pretty frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I, my co-host during the morning, uh, Dane Martinez, he, he's refused to bet unders for the remainder of the season in the NFL. You know, the one thing I'd say, Cam, you're you're the Hawks guy, so I mean, they have they don't really have a bad loss on the No, table. they don't. They lost, no, they don't. They lost a three pointer to the Broncos. They lost Could a it... late game to the Bears on the pick six. They lost yep. to the Rams by two, the Rams by five, and the Chargers by eight. These are one score games, all of them. So at least they always keep it tight. And they haven't lost to a bad team. I just, I just feel in this game with Minnesota and the things I, like with their, with their running game, I just think I could see actually Gabe. I'm kind of thinking there is going to be some points tonight. I think it's going to be like 20, 27, 24 type, type of game. And uh, yeah, I, I just think Alvin Cook's going to go off. And I, I'm telling you, like Seattle, you're right, Mike. They've been fantastic this year. I'm just looking at the spot. It's a desperate Minnesota team. They can't screw around. They can't lose any more games. Going up to Seattle, it's a tough nut to crack. It's a very hard place to win. But after that Patriots game, they're going to be motivated. Zimmer's still a good coach. He'll have a game plan. I'll tell you. Like, they, do give up, they do give up five yards of carry, the Seahawks do. So You could run um, on them. That's like, the thing. You yeah, could run on if them. If you like Dalvin Cook, that tonight might be the night uh, to play him. So, um, so that's the deal. I mean, I, I'm hoping for an entertaining game. We've had... Yeah, uh, we've had some tight games recently. The Thursday nighter was a dud, and last night was they evenly matched weird. teams. It was just poorly played, but they are pretty evenly matched. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you get more? I think they're yeah. There's evenly matches you get. I think really it's evident by the point spread. I mean, you had three points for home field advantage. They're yeah, basically stating em. these teams yeah is is a yeah. pick them on a neutral field. And of course, remember when they played in the playoffs? It was a six-three game, and it came down that uh, that loser who missed a kick. Yeah, Minnesota should have won that game. <laughs> yeah, very lucky. Uh, yeah. Very lucky. Here's reports uh, here. Uh, it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, Devon Claybrooks has been uh, given the head coaching job of the BC Lions. Yay, Yay our friend Devon Good Claybrooks. Yeah, 
East Carolina that, that, Pirate. Oh, Gabe, you just perfectly set me up. Cam, I got to give Gabe props on this. Two times on the same day, last Tuesday, I am in two different scenarios. One was a straight-up business call. I talked to this guy. He's in Toronto. And uh, I mentioned in passing that I work with Gabe uh, Ramsey. And he says, is that the guy that does fantasy sports? I was like, yes, I actually do it with him. So he's like, I remember Gabe uh, from up here in Toronto. So that's one. The other one, and you'll appreciate this, I had a conversation with Dave Dickinson. And I'm talking oh, to Dave, Dave Dickinson, yes, who, yes. who got into the College Football Hall of Fame. He was inducted last Tuesday for his work at Montana and his successful football career. And he knew Morency. Everybody knows Morency. <laughs> Thanks, fame. Mike. Morency. Thanks, Mike. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Thanks, gang. Thank you, Yang. Back to live action. Yeah, Marenzi, uh, so I did I did that indoor soccer game on Saturday. Oh, yeah, how'd it go? You know, yeah, it went great. You know who's on the team? Dwayne D. Rosario. Like, from the, like he's playing in the yeah, indoor league now. Yeah, yeah anyway, he had a huge, week. huge game. They won 10 nothing. They won 10 nothing. The Florida Tropics, though, they had six players stopped at the border. Bad visas. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Great name, the Florida Tropics. Oh, yeah, the Florida Tropics. You know we're playing this Thursday night? The Kansas City Comets. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, another home game. You're going to be there. Yeah. yeah, home game Thursday night. So I'll be a little bit late. I told Serge, the the owner of the team, just, you know, keep it warm so what's for the name? me. What's, 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 the name of, what's the name of the league? M-A-S-L. M-A-S-L. Let's just see if we can find some lines for this out there somewhere. Yeah, no, I've already talked to him. The next step is uh, our old friend Adam's involved in the consortium. We've been telling Serge, like, next season, you got to have lines up for this stuff. This is just the inaugural season. Soon on a couple sites, we'll be able to bet on it. When we can bet yeah, on it, it's going to be great. Well, you know, it's, it's up to the league just to sort of get legitimate, right? Basically, yeah, exactly. you need a set, you know, you don't even need a TV deal. I mean, somebody's books, dude, like, they, they have the Canadian Soccer League in somebody's books. You know, the, the Toronto, Croatia Metro and stuff like that that you can lay it down on. But yep. they, they had to take it down because it was, it was corrupt. <laughs> I, oh, I know. <laughs> there, there was a lot, a lot of a lot of, a lot, a lot of games were rigged in that league. <laughs> so how is the So for the record, Cam is the MC in the arena. So uh, Cam's not the play-by-play guy, but he's in the arena. Hey, let's go, everybody. And so yeah, how, how did it go? How, how was the crowd? Like, what was the attendance like? I'd say there's about a thousand people. It's I, I think when things get rocking and rolling, we'll probably get a couple grand. Uh, the ultimate goal, the Baltimore Blast, they're kind of like the 
the, the one team that's been in the league the longest, they get 5,000 people in their barn in Baltimore. That's pretty good. 5,000? That's solid. And they have a shithole arena, too. So we're at the, the Hershey Center, now Paramount Center. So the guy told me, basically, the crowd we had was the same crowd for a, a Steelheads game, an, an Ontario Hockey League game. And he says, and that yeah. was our, it's going to get bigger. So, yeah, it went pretty good. It went pretty good. I was on TV, did an interview with the owner of the team and stuff. And it's good soccer. I love indoor soccer, man. It's, it's indoor soccer's cool. It's fast. You know what I mean? You use the board six on six. It's kind of like hockey and soccer mixed. It's way more physical. That's why I never understand why Canada isn't better at soccer. That's the thing. I know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like I don't get it either. It's, it's a great basically point. hockey. With a ball on grass. It's like the same yeah. concept. Like, I've always understood soccer, like, right away, all the rules. Like, it's basically hockey, right? Like, you know, like, offside and everything. It's basically the same thing. And it's funny because when I was in high school, actually, our high school soccer team sucked. And um, and uh, the, the soccer coach, and I didn't, you know, I didn't play any high school sports. Like, I was on a hockey team, but it wasn't a high, they, high school hockey is not big in Canada. Yeah, we so, didn't even like, have high school yeah. sports. We were exactly. banned from, like, like, the high school sports was stuff. yeah, yeah. There wasn't you know the, the high school sports. It wasn't big and stuff. Uh, like a few schools, like some of the rich schools in the suburbs had high school programs, but for the most part, it's sort of private leagues and stuff. So um, yeah, the guy came to us and uh, he said, "Listen, he said I know uh, you guys like play hockey together and you guys are good." said my team is terrible he goes i'm getting embarrassed out here you know and he goes i ain't gonna ride you guys and practices are light and whatever he goes i know this is just you know i'm asking you to do this so he goes well you just joined the soccer team so i became the instant starting goalie of the soccer team (laughs) Uh, that's amazing just like that yeah like i never played soccer before in my life i just became the goalie of a high school soccer team and Dude, we made it to the, to, the, to, the, to the city finals. Like, we actually won. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to tell we you. Actually won our, we, we actually won our district. And whatever, dude. It was like stop a ball. I was already a hockey goalie. It was like, yeah, I could stop the ball. And we won, but we got killed once we played a real team. Like, we made it to the, like, we made it to the city finals and, uh, or the tournament. We won our little regional crap. And we made it. We, made it, we got smoked uh, by St. Leonard, the Italian kids. They oh, yeah, killed us. Sure. <laughs> they killed us. But I went, I used to go, though, as a kid, man, like religiously, to uh, the Montreal Manic indoor soccer. At the oh, Montreal yeah, Forum, that's right. The North American <laughs> Soccer League, indoor North American Soccer League. That's but it was awesome. a little more elite than the league you're doing now. Like, they're trying to get it yeah. going again. But, like, the North American Soccer League in the old days used to be like MLS before MLS, right? Right. Like New exactly. York Cosmos, Montreal Chicago Manic, Stingers. Chicago Fire. Sh- yeah, yeah. I think it was Chicago Stingers. Fire. Yeah, and they had a was couple other. Yeah, no. yeah, Stingers. Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. Yeah, yeah, Tampa Bay Rowdies. Remember them? Um, yeah, so uh, Tacoma Rainiers, I think it was. <laughs> uh, whatever. So it's the North American Soccer League, but in the winter time they had an indoor version of the league, which is something I've told the CFL they should do. Should be an indoor CFL football league in the winter time. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? Cohen thought it was a great idea, actually. Like, I should be running it, that league, to be honest. It I is should, a like, great idea. Kids. And think about it. You're, it's kind of like baseball. When you have spring baseball, there's a lot of guys in yeah. the league who, like, need the extra time. Like, you work on your craft. You, you get better. Yeah, you I'm going to tell you what. You play the, the, you play the yeah. quarterbacks, the backups. Yeah. Exactly. 
I got to tell you something, Marenzi. Before I got big, like when I was younger, you see how like I'm a big guy. I'm 270 pounds, but I run fast. Like I beat a lot of people in races. You saw me at the combine, and that's like I'm a huge guy. When I was a kid, I played soccer, so I played uh, select soccer, like the highest level. And we went to this tournament called the Robbie Tournament. We won. We beat a team in Dallas Hornets. You know whose kid was on that team? Jim Jeffcoat, former Dallas Cowboy legend's son, was on that team. Guy was wicked. He was a really good player. He scored. He, he scored their two goals. Like he was awesome. But uh, yeah, anyway, Jim yeah, I used to be a big yeah Jim Jeffcoat. Yeah, I used to be a big soccer guy. Then I discovered beer and partying. Yeah, yeah. No, me too. I liked. I was a big soccer fan as a kid too. I didn't play. Yeah, I kicked the ball around and stuff like that, but I didn't play. Yeah. I played in high school, and I only played, like, half a year in high school. Like, I joined the team, like, halfway through the year. You know, we went, like, 5-1, and one, and then we got smacked, and that, that was the end of my soccer career. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was it. I didn't like losing, like, 8 nothing to the Italian kids. <laughs> I got to tell you, Gabe, was there some kind of boxing? Uh, so I was talking to this guy, uh, and he was telling me about this fixed boxing match. Like, some guy took a bath or something. It wasn't the Fury fight either. Did something happen over the weekend with some crazy fight where, like, it was like a guy took an obvious bath and there's a lot of money being exchanged or something? Some guy was telling me that. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about, though. But nah, I don't know. This, it happens every day. Oh, it's, it's just crazy. Oh, boxing's, yeah, boxing's out of control, man. Like, it's just, <laughs> how do you bet that stuff? It's tough. Very tough. Um, all right, so who do, who do we have on hold here? Who do we uh, got here? Well, Yang. All right, Hainzer. let's go to uh, Hainzer. No, Hanser's been patiently. What's up, Hanser? Hey, what's going on, fellas? You know what, Cammy? I played in that Robbie soccer tournament too until uh, until life took over and booze. Yeah, that's the thing. Like when I was thirteen and fourteen, right? Like that's when we started like kind of drinking. My parents went up north every weekend. What the hell am I going to do? And my brother's eight years older than me, so he's getting laid, drinking beers and stuff. I'm like, this sounds, this looks pretty cool. And then yeah, then, then that was the end of that. Well, welcome to partying, right, Marenzi? <laughs> that's why Canada. That's why Canada's no good at soccer, man. It's all, everyone starts drinking beer as teenagers. Yeah, that's a good point. That's part of the reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, so get, guys, they get too portly. And even look at, even look, one of our best Canadian players ever, and Brian Budd, poor guy. You know what I mean? Like oh. He, oh, tell him a story, Gabe. <laughs> tell him a story. He won on uh, the the show against the greatest athletes the superstars. in sport. Superstars, like. You yeah, have twice. to be, yeah, that tells you what twice. kind of, like, yeah, that's amazing. Like, he's beating Herschel Walker and stuff. Brian Butt. Yeah, he beat, he beat Tony Dorsett. <laughs> yeah, he beat Tony Dorsett on, unbelievable, man. That guy was an yeah, animal. Really did. That guy, like, you know me, I crush beers. Like, I was telling Bavone on the Sunday show, I was like, how many drinks, like, yeah, I but had they didn't, that. They and didn't invite him to, like, a third time or something, Cam. They screwed him. Because they didn't, because no one knew who's they who didn't like him winning. They didn't like yeah. him winning. Yeah, like he showed up and like they were oh and Brian Budd, MLS or North American Soccer League's Brian sure. Budd. Yeah. They were like, that's throw a bone to the soccer league, you know what I mean? I don't know if ABC had the you know North of the NSL or whatever. They're like, and Brian Budd. Brian Budd wins the superstars. And then I think he defended his championship. And basically he didn't get an invite. I don't know, they made it like, no, 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 it's uh, it's different this year. Like they changed the rules or whatever. <laughs> Can't come. Like, that's right. Yeah, you're not you know, you're not coming. Great guy, actually. Yeah, what what an accomplishment, actually, though. Yeah, yeah, winning winning the, the, the superstars. Come. People don't realize. Look, we'll we'll talk about the superstars after. But but what else is up, Hanser? Well, this Hall of Fame discussion you're having, it's been uh, grinding my gears all day. And if I was Sweet Lou Whitaker, I would be pissed right now. In, in what world is a DH who has the same stats better than an elite second baseman? 
who like was part of the Keystone combo with Alan Trammell. I don't see how he can compare those two players. I can't. I can't. No, disagree. great point. There's a, long, there's a long list of players. There's a lot of guys that should be in before Harold Baines. Is he? Does he got something on somebody? Is he like a super nice guy? Like I don't know. Well, about the, that. Okay, so, so no, he's friends with Tony Larusa. Oh, yeah. Wait, what, just Tony Larusa was his also, manager. Yeah, yeah. Was his manager. It was also Jerry Reinsdorf. Jerry Reinsdorf was on that committee. So was Pat yeah. Gillick, his former GM. Oh yeah. yeah. And Harold Baines is also works for the them, White eh? Sox. He's an ambassador, right? Sitter. He's a nice yeah. guy. Everyone in baseball likes him, but doesn't mean he's all a famer, right? Guys, twenty-two True. year season. He never had forty doubles in a year. He never hit thirty home runs. He never had two hundred hits. And he didn't even play with love. Hainzer. Well, you're raising good points, as Cam would say. A- excellent points, Hainzer. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Lee Smith, though. Lee Smith is in. No, no problem with Lee Smith. Well, I like Lee Smith. When I was growing up, he was the first reliever who, like, I keyed in on. Like, this guy is really good. But uh, another stat, if you combine Harold Baines and Lee Smith, combine their war, wins above replacement player, uh, Lou Whitaker is still ahead. Still ahead of both of them. Combine the two. So, uh, it's, 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 I would be so pissed if I was him. No, I, H- I, I can't. Hainzer's, uh, H- they H- don't H- use H- war. He's a big uh, Lou Whitaker guy, Dave. I didn't, I didn't know his love for Lou. Well, you grew Lou. up a Tiger fan, uh, Hainzer? I, 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 well, I was a Jay fan, but I loved that combo of Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker. Like, when I was growing up, there was nothing better than that. They could, they could play defense and, you know, both brought sticks to work, you know? That's true. Yeah. Very true. Hainzer. I always thought that fence. They always had that fence out there in Detroit was cool. Was it like a wall? Uh, Remember, it was like a fence. Yeah, it was a shit fence. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of different. Yeah, it was like like a fence in a park or something. Yeah, it's it's like the Bad News Bears are playing. No, it's just the the Tigers. Yeah, no, that fence. It was almost like chain link. Yeah, no, that fence was ghetto, (laughs) but hey, it was nice. Hey, it had had character, Gabe. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Hey, thanks, Hainzer. Thanks, buddy. Hey, yeah, what's no your, you gotta, you, all right, you, I was going to say, you got a pick for tonight's football game? Yeah. I guess he's he gone. Guess he's gone. Is he gone? Oh, yeah, he, he, he's so probably he's, well, it's, it's he is. He's cracking another beer. That's what he's doing. That's, uh, actually, he said he stopped drinking. Just vodka now? Like, no no, no, no uh, uh, malt drinks. Like, no, nothing yeah, that's uh, going to make him fat. I don't fat. fully believe it. Yeah, I don't fully hard. believe it. I couldn't quit drinking beer. That's tough. It's like we're going, we're going to Chicago. Um, actually, you know what? We went to the uh, went to the Brooklyn Raptor game. Of course, the Raptors had to choke and lose. Oh, I know. I, I I watched the game, I, and I told you in the first. The, note the worst is too. It went exactly like I wanted to say something. You were in the watermelon drinks. I'm not going to say anything. I just love the way they came back in the second quarter and made it interesting too. After they're getting smoked, like it's just everything. Yeah, but we like knew. We even said painful, that next plus painful. nine was the was the play. Yes. It's yes. Just, yeah. It's hard to make the right decision when you go to these stupid games. All right. Let's bring in. Uh, Let's bring in Julio from Chicago since uh, Hainzer, he gone. He Let's gone. go to a Hawk, Hawk Harrelson land. The, the the future Hawk Harrelson here. Julio. <laughs> you're, making, you're making me blush there, Gabe. Damn, Are you a big homer yeah. like uh, like Hawk Harrelson? Do you like? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Three-point yeah. three point shot. Good guys. Stretch, stretch, stretch. And, stretch. You, know, I, you can I, put I, it on Yes, yes. Yeah. Five, two, good guys. Yes. I... I love Hawk Harrelson. You know, he, he was a unique character, but as a play-by-play guy, I will not emulate 
a Hawk Harrelson, no. even though I am myself in my broadcast, I am not a uh, a full on homer per se. And Cam, yeah, congrats yeah. on the uh, on the on the ten goals. You uh, you got a good workout there on Saturday in the PA role. I'll tell you something. Uh, the game was a lock. I, I was even told before if we could bet this game, yeah, we would like you, you, we would have emptied our accounts on it because we knew the kids. You, six kids on Florida didn't make it over the border. They're best players. That's, they got smoked. That's like when I used to do ABA basketball. I was a color analyst uh, for the ABA. Uh, you know, the ABA in the 70s was a real league, but now it was a real league. Like, same thing, though. Like, the team from Boston would show up, and only half the team could get across the border. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it was, it was always where the team would show up, and it'd have to, like, hey, can a couple of the guys from McGill University play? And, uh, you know, we won't pay them, so they don't lose. It was just it was crazy. It was just one of those leagues. But uh, what's going on tonight, Julio? Uh, before I get to some picks, uh, you guys are bringing up Harold Baines, the White Sox. They're my favorite team, but uh, yeah, I'm like the rest. I'm like the rest of you guys. Everyone here in Chicago is saying the same thing. Harold Baines, nice guy, Hall of the really good, but not Hall of Fame. The only reason why he's in there is because of guys like Jerry Reinsdorf. Who, if you're if, if you're in Jerry Reinsdorf, if you're a Jerry Reinsdorf guy, he he loves you forever, and I'm sure he lobbied pretty hard to get Harold Baines into the Hall of Fame. So congrats to Harold, but as we all are in, a, in an agreement that uh, he should not be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm, let me give you some picks for tonight. Uh, I'm a big soccer guy. I, I gave you some winner's cam on Friday. Uh, I don't have this on my book, but for those who do, look at uh, Champions League tomorrow. Both teams to score. A lot of good games. I can't pick a winner, but both teams to score in Barcelona against Tottenham. Both teams to score in Liverpool, Napoli. Both teams to score in Inter Milan against PSV Eindhoven. I like Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund, a money draw victory against AS Monaco. And um, also considering some money line parlays with uh, PSG, Petty Saint Germain. But if you have it, both teams to score seems like easy winners in the soccer markets. Check those out in the Champions League tomorrow. Tonight yeah, I've got Julio. the over. That's yeah, impressive. Tonight I've got. Uh, tonight, I've got the over in the Seahawks-Vikings game. I was able to bring it down to uh, 45 points. At last check, it was at 45 and a half. Uh, I'm going with the Daily Roto computer. Uh, and you guys are talking about betting the unders. I took the under in Carolina-Cleveland. It made it by two points. But like a moron, it did a correlated parlay with the Panthers. And uh, I'm done with <laughs> Carolina for the rest of the season. But I got the over tonight. Contemplating the over uh, field goal prop as well with uh, Seabass. With Seattle, I'm a big uh, Janikowski guy, and uh, I, yeah. got a, I got a I got a parlay in college hoops with, with a small card. I'm taking uh, Marshall minus six against Moorhead State, uh, and uh, Hofstra. They're in the borough tonight, Gabe, against the Jaspers of Manhattan. So I've got those. I've got that lined up, and I'm contemplating though I, I may leave this off the card. Taking Milwaukee tonight against Cleveland. We're going to jump into our picks. I know it's a light college basketball card. Hofstra and the Jaspers uh, tonight. Jaspers uh, struggling so far uh, this year. Yep. Hofstra 7-3 and three rolling in here, but uh, Jaspers might be a live home dog here tonight. Thanks, Julio. Take it easy, Julio. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Griffin out tonight. Is, is, uh, Anthony, out. Oh, is Anthony Davis out? He's game-time decision. Uh, yeah. yeah, so is uh, for Seattle, Doug Baldwin. Game-time decision. Yeah, we'll try to get, uh, we got to uh, do a little injury check here. Man, that, that, that's the thing. It's frustrating with the NBA. It's not easy. It's real tough giving picks earlier in the day. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. That's the thing, man. There's no league like the NBA. You think you know something, boom, a star player goes out. You're toast. Like, you're absolutely toast. I told you, Gabe, when I used to live up north, uh, when, when you did the lottery corporation up there, the lines were locked and loaded. And I remember, like, there were games when, like, Allen Iverson wasn't playing when the Sixers were. Like, th- that line would move, like, seven points. It was, like, free money. Like, we used to smash uh, their, their pro line up there. It was the same uh, jurisdiction as Saskatchewan. So whatever the line is, when they posted it in the morning, no changes. Like, you know what I mean? They wouldn't take games off boards, anything, right? Yeah. It's not, not well, this people, is like, yeah. You're not enough people Well, that's play. why we get the prices. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you look you look here right now. Uh, Kyrie Irving's out. Aaron Baines is out. Uh, Gordon Hayward and Al Horford are both uh, doubtful. So, you know, it leads to a lot of value on, on the um, – on the Boston Celtic uh, players tonight. Drew Dinkmeyer is going to join us later. We'll, we'll jump into this. I tell you, the, the Denver Nuggets, I, dude, everybody's out for the Denver Nuggets tonight. Like, I don't like the Denver Nuggets this evening, their, their injury report is over the top crazy. And Big Cat called in earlier and said he liked Denver tonight. Man, I know Memphis are hit or miss. I know Memphis are coming off a flat performance against the Lakers. Um, the, they didn't like the way they played in that game. I know they they were talking about we can't we can't play like that again. We got we we got to stop that. And they've had a good year so far. The thing with these guys is it always comes down to Conley, and Conley didn't play in that game, and it screwed me. So Conley uh, is expected to play tonight. Uh, that's the freaking thing with the NBA It's so annoying. So uh, you look at the Denver uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, Jokic is good to go tonight, but uh, Jamal Murray was limited in shoot-around, remains questionable for the game this evening. Uh, Paul Millsap is out, and uh, he fractured his big toe on Friday night. He's going to be out for a little while. Uh, Will Barton is out with a groin injury tonight. Gary Harris. Gary! uh, Is expected to miss three to four weeks with a strained right hip. This is why they signed Swaggy P, Nick Young. And they got the, the old hardship uh, exemption. You and I, too bad we can't get a hardship exemption, Cam. <laughs> yeah, it's like the going, NBA, buddy. get a hardship yeah. exemption. Hardship you know? exemption, that'd be, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be off a lot. Well, basically, it's like, yeah, listen, they tell the league, everyone's hurt. Yeah, You can go with your rules if you want, but we can't, we can't put a, a team on the court, right? So they're like, all right, all right, you're allowed to sign yeah. somebody. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they brought Swaggy P in. They got a ton of freaking injuries uh, tonight. 
And it looks like Conley's good to go this evening. I actually like the Memphis Grizzlies in this game tonight. Memphis has been good, pretty good to me. I don't bet. I don't bet as much NBA as you, but when I do, they've been a pretty good team. Gabe, take a look at the record. Memphis is actually like supposed to be a doormat. They're playing well. They get no publicity. They're just going about their business. What are they like? Fifteen and ten? Like they're they're like five games over five hundred. They're doing good. Like the Grizzlies aren't a joke. I'm looking at the um, the Indiana Pacers right now. One, two, three, four, five, six. The Pacers have had six straight games go under the number. Really? Just for the record. Yeah, six straight under the number. They're playing the Wizards uh, tonight. Uh, the Pistons and, and the Sixers, the number's up to 11 and a half uh, right now because of the injuries. Um, and Blake Griffin uh, is out. Uh, New Orleans and Boston. This game's a train wreck, guys. I don't know if Anthony Davis is playing. Everyone's out for Boston. Boston are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game right now. Listen, if Anthony Davis plays, the Pelicans could be worth a look, except there's a lot of ifs. Exactly. Uh, uh, Sacramento at Chicago. Man, the Chicago Bulls cam, I mean, they continuously just, when you think they can't get any worse, they do. They just keep on hitting rock bottom. Uh, they're coming off a 133-77 loss to the Boston Celtics. Yep. Yet the game before that, they beat Oklahoma City. See, that's the thing. And I, I usually, uh, a good gambling tip, like me and my buddy Visine Vance do, when a team gets blown out, they usually show some pride. But you were saying they're already bitching at this new coach. So I don't know if I could, I could take that angle. I get it. The Kings are improved. They're third... 13 and 12. I hard to trust Fox. the Kings. I love Fox, but it's hard to, for yes, yeah, they're still a young team. They got to go on the road and win a game. Very tough. I think I'm going to pass. And they've, been on, they've been on the road for about a week and a half. It seems like this yeah. road trip doesn't end. It's a grind. They were on the road last week, and it's continued through the weekend. They're doing a pretty good job, actually. They're 2 and 1 on the road. For, for Sacramento, that's pretty good. Listen, they're 13 and 12. They're 7 and 7. 7 and 7 on the road. It's pretty impressive for the Sacramento Kings, actually. Like, they're battling. But you, you look at the Bulls, they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10, but they're 5-5 five and five against the spread. Uh, Drew Dickmeyer will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. He's actually a big Chicago Bull fan. Uh, we got Cleveland gets 13 at Milwaukee. I don't, I don't have a strong opinion on that. Oklahoma City Thunder uh, have been struggling as of late. Um, you know, we mentioned they lost to the Chicago Bulls the other night. They're five-point favorites against Utah. Uh, who Utah are just sort of, you know, they're stuck in neutral this year. They can't get it going. Orlando and Dallas tonight. You know, the only game that really jumps off the page at me so far here is Memphis at Denver. I'm willing to roll the dice, and normally I'm a pretty big Denver Nugget backer, but there's just too many injuries. I mean, they're playing with a bench. Like, they really are. I mean, it's going to be, and it's good DFS uh, time tonight for these guys, but, you know, Hernan Gomez, Trey Lyles, they don't have anybody, right? They've got Jokic and not a whole hell of a lot else tonight. Like, Memphis should be able to win this game with Mike Conley uh, playing. And I like the fact that I see that 72% of the covers betters on, over at covers.com are on the Denver Nuggets. Oh, that, that's They're, always a good uh, – I like that angle, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Clippers the Clippers are nine-and-a-half-point road favorites at Phoenix. Minnesota is at Golden State. That's a fun game. Minnesota's at Golden State. Minnesota's played better since Jimmy Butler's gone. They're six and four in the last ten, six and four against the spread. Um, of course, Draymond Green returns tonight. I don't really want to get in front of him, and I don't want to lay. It's kind of a weird game. And then you've got uh, the the big Dwayne Wade against uh, LeBron James tonight. L.A. Lakers are five and a half point favorites. 
you know, I took the Miami Heat on Saturday night, uh, plus nine against the L.A. Clippers, and they won the game outright. So they've been in L.A. all weekend. Now they get the Lakers tonight. But I tell you, Cam, the Lakers have been playing pretty freaking good recently. Seven and three in their last ten basketball yeah. games. I think the number might be a little short at five and a half. I'm with you. I think the Lakers are figuring it out. And uh, if you don't want to lay the number, I'd put them in parlays. I think they win that game. Uh, I'm, they're, they're really starting to come around. LeBron, you've seen him in the fourth quarter in these games now. He's starting to like, take the team on his shoulders like he did in the old days. It's kind of like getting acclimated there. they got good, good young players on that team. They're getting better all the time. I, I lean Lakers, too. Yeah, I can't. Uh, you know, the number's a fair one. It's not... Uh... It's, it's not that. Look, you know, the Clippers were nine-point favorites the other night. And Miami's pretty beat up, too. Miami, let's see. Let's confirm Miami. Who's Miami going to be missing? Miami, uh, like, Whiteside's out. Whiteside's out. And, uh, oh, okay, this is why the number changed. Josh Richardson's now listed as, uh, as probable. So, Richardson's probably going to play tonight. So, yeah, yeah without, they pretty much have their lineup without Whiteside. Dragic is there. Oh, little Nick. Justice Winslow, et cetera. But, you know, they, just because they beat the Clippers on Saturday doesn't mean they're going to win this game tonight. No, I'm with you. Uh, I, it, it's a tough board tonight. I'm with you. The one thing I like, I, I almost want to take a shot with New Orleans if Davis is going to play. If he doesn't, then you're, then you're stuck there. What are they getting, four and a half right now? Uh, that looks pretty good to me. I don't know. I, no, Gabe, I'm with you. Like, the Lakers game, that sticks out to me. I, I, I would put them in, like, if I was going to do a round robin, the Lakers would be a part of it. Yeah, I like the Lakers here. I like the Lakers. I like Memphis. I like the Lakers. Now, um, NHL hockey, Monday night uh, NHL card. Four games on the board here tonight, including the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins against the New York Islanders at the Barclays Center tonight. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. A lot of revenge in this game. The Islanders beat Pittsburgh earlier on the season twice. Then Pittsburgh kicked them in the face the last game that they played. So, I really don't know. All I know is one thing is the Islanders are very good at home. Uh, I want to take Pittsburgh. They are the better team, but I, I'm not running to the window. The one bet I'm going to make tonight, I definitely am taking the Red Wings uh, against the L.A. Kings in a, a pick situation. I thought the Red Wings would be about 30 or 40 cents, but I think they can win that game at home against the Kings. And I got a, I got a, I got a real, real ugly dog, Gabe. Like He's got bad fur. He's blind, fangs, rabies. You know, like he's the New Jersey Devils taking a shot. They lost six to five to uh, Anaheim last night in a shootout. I'm not laying like they're like plus 170 against SJ Sharkey. Uh, San, San Jose shouldn't be favored like that. I think the Devils actually could win. Kincaid's uh, in net. I feel so bad for Corey Schneider. His career is like basically done now. He's done. Like he, he every game he starts, he gives up five goals. Like it, it's a shame. Well, the New Jersey Devils in San Jose tonight. Uh, the Devils are a terrible uh, road team. Uh, three ten yep. and one on the road uh, this year. Devils had a nice start to the season, uh, but they've you know like you said they just they, they can't keep the puck out of their own net. They're at San Jose. San Jose is always um, it's always risky laying a big price like this. They're minus one eighty or so uh, right now, but they are nine three and one at home so far this year. The New York Rangers are at Tampa this evening and. That's the biggest favorite of the night, man. The Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 275. Minus 275 uh, favorites uh, right now. As the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, 23-7-1 on the year, 13-4-0. Oh. 
uh, at home. Uh, Lightning have been killing it 9-1 and one in their last 10 games, and they're nearly minus 300 favorites tonight against the Rangers. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. This game, I'm not in – I want to I wanna take the Lightning. I'm just very, very scared. They've been, they're on a good win streak right now. They're playing really good hockey, Marenzi. This is the type of game that you can lay an egg in and not show up. I got to tell you, the Rangers have been, like, pretty competitive. I'm not going to say they're a great hockey team, but I'm not, I'm in no rush to lay, what is it, what is Tampa Bay? You said minus 220? That's crazy. So, it, it, it would 275. have 275? It'd have to be in parlays. 275! Yeah, they're a good team, though. They beat Colorado the last game 7-1, to one, but... Man, I'm in no rush to lay 275. That's a huge number, Morency. Yeah, but can you just can you blindly take uh, the New York Rangers in that spot? No, you can't. Remember we were talking about money management? I don't feel like t- Rangers, sure. You know, they could beat Tampa Bay. It's not very likely, but I also don't want to wait to 275 with Tampa Bay. You know what I think about that game more than anything? Over. Tampa Bay scores goals, they, and they can also give up goals. Sometimes when they play these shittier teams, you know, they can win like a 6-3 to three type of hockey game, 6-4 to four or something like that. Like the Rangers, I think they can get a couple, pot a couple tonight. I, I, I'd lean to the over, cause, and Tampa Bay can score with anybody. I'm looking at uh, the NFL props uh, right now as well. Um, Kirk Cousins, uh, total passing yards tonight, 287 and a half uh, passing yards. It's a pretty high number, actually. Um, against the New England Patriots, he threw for 201. Green Bay threw for 342. 262 against the Bears. 164 against the Lions. 359 against the Saints. 241, 233, 301, 422. If you look over the last month, one, two, three, four. Over the last month, he's only thrown for uh, over 300 yards once, uh, actually, because the games are getting bigger and the opponents have been tougher. You know, against Chicago Bears, 262. Uh, Green Bay aren't that good this year. He threw for 342 there. And then uh, against the Patriots on the road, 201. Normally, I like to bet the over in this quarterback uh, passing yard prop, I can't. But I can't run to the window to bet Kirk Cousins over this number when, uh, you know, 288 yards. I, it's, it's a lot of yards for him. It is. I, uh, what's Dalvin, uh, Dal, whatever Dalvin Cook's rushing yards is, that's what I'm going to take over tonight. I think, and I know Seattle, their defense is kind of like the bend don't break game, but they have been giving up. Blue had even uh, reiterated that point. They're giving up like five yards a carry to backs. Dalvin Cook's been electrifying. You've seen him lately. Like he's really got that burst back. He looks like he's back at Florida State, healthy, you know, because he didn't, because he's so banged up. Now he's going to be fresh at the end of the year. I think he's going to be the key for Minnesota tonight. I'm also going to make him my king in the DraftKings showdown lineup. Dalvin Cook's my guy. Yeah, you know, it's a good call with Dalvin Cook. Um, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, um, pretty much coming into this game, have stated, and you never know what's true or not, but they, they want to take a little pressure off of Kirk Cousins, or they don't want to have the game in Kirk Cousins' hands all the time. Yeah, They want to use Dalvin Cook more. As you stated, he's got an explosive step uh, going on right now. So, And, you know, Cam, I tell you, I think the prop is a little, I think it's a manageable number for him as well, at uh, 53 and a half rush yards. That's, 53 oh, yeah. and a half. Yeah, 53 and a half. I'm going to take a look at Cook right now because I know he's been getting more touches. And whatever he is, uh, sometimes they have the prop uh, combined receiving and rushing. Yeah, that's I, 70, I, I, 79 oh, and a half. Over, over. That's the one I'm betting. 
79 and yeah. a half? Because you know he gets those that's, balls that's out better, of the backfield. Yeah. That's when I actually prefer that one over the rushing one because what do they get do the combination this way? Yes. And you're yes, only, you yes. only need like 26 more yards. It's worth Dude, he it, could, right, for he, the combination. He, he could, Gabe, he could break one for like 30, 40 yards. Like, I feel very, I, I think that's, that, that one's the key. I think that's a really good bet. Let's take a look at Now, looking, uh, yeah, what, what, who else stands out? So, here's some of the prop numbers. Dalvin Cook, total uh, Russian receiving yards, 79 and a half. Uh, Chris Carson, 77 and a half. Now, how, um, let's see, Carson. Where's Penny? He's questionable. Seattle's got injuries people don't know about. Like, Baldwin and Penny might not play, but I know they have Carson and Davis still. Like, that's good. Like, Seattle, they, they have a lot of guys that have played I kind of like too. the Carson prop, too. I kind of like that over 79.5 with him as well. But the thing is, with, with Seattle, as you mentioned, you never really know what they're going to do with their running backs. They mix it up a lot, and Russell Wilson runs around more. Like, Kirk Cousins ain't scrambling, right? So that's either they're, he's handing it off, or a lot of times he'll just dump it off to Dalvin Cook. More so than Russell Wilson will. I like the I like the Dalvin Cook one a little bit better than uh, than the Chris Carson one at seventy nine and a half. I think they're both exactly seventy nine and a half. No, seventy seven and a half for Carson. So you're telling me Carson receiving and and Rush uh, rushing seventy seven and a half. Okay. And Dalvin Cook is seventy nine and a half. Yeah. Okay, let's take a look. So this is just receiving yards. Okay. San Francisco, he had, uh, 7 for 55. Green Bay, 5 for 52. Detroit, 4 for 20. Green Bay, 3 for 47. Uh, New England, 10 for 22. And in that game against New England, he rushed for 84 yards on nine carries. So the last... It feels game, low, the number. I know. I don't want to be suckered in here, but uh, I really like the combined. <laughs> yeah, anytime the they go. seem too good these yeah, days. Oh, yeah, I, I, you know me. I get my blinders up. Like, I'm I'm a paranoid guy to begin with. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why is it so low? Like, I would have made the combined total for him, like, 92 and a half. Not 70, 79 and a half. But I, I'm going to bet it, Gabe. It's a good number, well, hopefully. Good. We've, we've got the Ivy Leaguer, Drew Dickmeyer, yeah. ready to step up and join true. us and uh, help us with some of these thoughts. And we'll ask him, is it too good to be true? Drew Dinkmeyer coming up next.